Oh, how I have been waiting for this episode, folks listening on Live a Life by Design all across the world. Today, Lori Few, my co-host with the most. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. Is going to help me understand a subject matter that has given man quandaries since the founding of time. Yes, folks, you guessed it. We're going to talk about how men and women think differently on various subject matters of which I have not informed Lori of any of these subjects. She's oh, flying no. blind. She's in an ensconced <laughs> booth back somewhere behind the studio, uh, oh. munching on a Slim Jim wearing a headphone so she can't tell what I'm saying. <laughs> and if Slim Jims aren't good for you, we'll find something else. Beef jerky, whatever it takes, say, Lori. That's, not, that's yeah. not my snack, go-to snack of choice. Just... <laughs> But it just sounds good. Slim Jim. That's kind of what I'm looking for. People to say to me, hey, Slim Jim. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I've got a ways to go too, Lori, on that. So, so, but my point here today is, folks, is we do think differently. I think when God made man and then made woman, I think he said, hey, let's see how much fun we can have getting these two beings to try to understand one another <laughs> in life. And so Lori and I, for those of you that are new to our podcast, are just ecstatic that you're joining us today. And I hope that if you're driving your car and and we get you so laughing so hard it causes you to have a, a lapse of good judgment. Please pull over and rest your car <laughs> on the side of the road so we don't cause oh, any kinds of accidents. So uh, as you're listening to this, uh, do take in mind that Lori and I are just best buddies, and she is a wonderful, wonderful lady, and I have a lot of respect for her. But I'm going to ask the hard questions, folks, because here on Live a Life by Design, we don't cage any of these answers. We're going to ask the pure, hard facts. Uh, as in our questions, and Lori is going to give us her honest opinions. So let's just get this started, Lori. Let's see if you can oh start with a softball question. You're going to get a, dangerous. No, no, no. You're going to get a softball oh, question first okay. to start with. What is softball. it? Are you ready? What is it with women and the no, te- TV remote? What is it with women and the TV remote that differ from men? Okay, listen, I, oh, the TV remote. So, first of all, I. Women have a tendency to know where everything is. Like, that's just, I don't know. I don't know how we know. I don't know how we, I don't know how it comes to pass. I don't know if it's a rite of passage, if it's an age thing or relationship thing. But, you know, women traditionally can put their hands on anything. Like, ask me where it is. I know where it is. The remote is the same way. So we know where it is. We know how it works. We know that the batteries need to be changed. We know how to locate said remote now because everything has, um, a pinging or a location device on it. So the remote is no different. I, I do not understand. My husband will take the remote and walk into different locations outside of where that TV remote goes with that television and then wonder where it is or why he can't find it. And I, it's not just the remote. It's a lot of things. It's keys, it's wallets, it's remotes, it's shoes, it's bags. I mean, you name it. it, It's almost like we have our own, you know, iPhones have the find my iPhone. You don't need that. You just need a woman. Now, this is going to come out really wrong when I draw this analogy out, Lori. I say women are the bats of all these things we need to find. They have a radar sense. They can send this radar sense out. It bounces off the remote or the car keys that aren't where they're supposed to be. I will ask you this, though. Have you ever once asked your beloved husband, husband Justin, did we put a TV in the water closet area of our bathroom? And I'm saying water closet, just a more fancy way of saying toilet area. But the water closet, <laughs> because the remote's on the back of the tank. I mean, why is the remote in the bathroom, right? And I got to be honest with you, 
<laughs> that happened once in in our home, and I won't tell you who took it in there. But I will tell you, Jimmy Lysoled that thing like crazy. I mean, I'm just not going to take that. You can't go to the restroom with the remote and expect me to handle it with kid gloves as I did before, right? It's got to get sprayed off. So, okay, you answered that one pretty well. I, I'm going to give you that. I, for some reason, my <laughs> wife has this beacon that she can sense things that are out of place because we put everything in its mm -hmm. place. And, like, if the car keys aren't exactly in the drawer, we have a drawer. As soon as you walk in the back door from the garage, drawer, boom, keys go in it. If the keys aren't there, then it's an immediate whoop, whoop. This alarm thing goes off like Star Trek under some kind of attack. <laughs> and she starts this hunt as if bloodhounds could find these keys. I'm telling you, Lori, she is all over this house and all the nooks, crannies, and everything else. And then I get the speech. Do you give Justin the speech? Oh, we have multiple speeches at my house. Oh, yeah. So the speech is, let me once again go through the standard operating procedures for key storage. <laughs> Jimmy, when you come in. Yes. <laughs> Honey, I was, no, there can be no There's excuse. There's a method to the madness. <laughs> there can be no excuse. There's a method to the madness. But I have to digress about the keys. You know, so now most newer cars don't have keys. They have a key fob, right. which are very expensive. Um, I learned that the hard way. So my husband was out of town. And I had gone to do um, just a night with some girls. And we were out and about. And I came in and I had been out working in the yard and I had jumped out of the car while I put my key fob in my little athletic shorts. And for those of you that understand athletic shorts, sometimes now the fancy ones have a little hidden pocket, like on the inside or like a little zipper. Well, I, <laughs> needless to say, it fell out. You didn't zip it in the it. little pocket, apparently. I oh, it fell out and you crushed, it. you flushed it. Oh, <laughs> Lord. And before I realized what was happening, it was gone. And I thought, what am I going to do? I, okay, but typical, my husband is very prepared. I absolutely love that about him. He has um, said key fob backup, second key fob inside our little storm shelter, which is in our basement. I mean, we, we had a storm shelter put in like our garage floor, so we kind of call it the basement. The only problem to that is the car is parked on top of the door in the garage floor. So I cannot figure out how to get in there to get my second key. So I call my tiny skinny little friend and we shimmy her down in there. <laughs> she digs around and she finds the second key so that I am rescued because again, my husband is out of town. Is there a video? Is there a video of this? Because uh, I would love to see that. There's video. Oh boy. You bet you there's video. Folks, it was be epic. looking on live a life by dot design, the website. Yeah. We're gonna have this video posted here for before long. <laughs> that would be the hilarious. long story short of that is my husband being the genius that he is, he comes home and he takes a couple of days later, mind you, he comes home, he takes the toilet off of the base or the ring or whatever it is. And lo and behold, my key fob is wedged into this drain. And I told, I told him, I said, I would have sworn that I had flushed it to the, you know, water treatment facility. It was gone. He rescues it, takes it out, puts it in a bag of rice, leaves it for a couple of days and gives me the speech about First of all, don't ever do that. Second of all, do you know how expensive these are? And third, it works. And so I am not the person to talk to about keys. Um, I don't have a good track record at all. So a couple of follow-up <laughs> questions, if I may, Miss Few. First of all, the little shorts. Were they Lululemons? Because, you know, those are the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so they do have a <laughs> hidden pocket with a zipper on it, no less, a zipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them don't have the zipper, but uh, yours may not have. My point I'm making here is, um, were you out drinking that evening and had a little bit of wine? Be honest. You're on Live a Life by Design. No, yes, no, you were. Were you inebriated no, at the well, time? Not, not okay. prior to. Okay. Okay. Afterwards, you probably needed a drink. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, Lori. I've not ever flushed a key. I don't know how that yeah. works. Now, my daughters have baptized some iPhones. Uh, we've done that. Ooh. Ooh, By yeah, the never way, done that. yeah, never back done pocket that. situation. I won't go into details oh, for the ladies, but yeah, anyway, you understand yeah. how that works. Gravity, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a couple of quick questions about this. What is it about women that when they go into a shopping area, let's just assume it's the mall. Why is it that you ladies can go shopping and go into 12 to 14 different stores in a 12 hour period? And come back to the first or second store and then make your purchase. Yeah. Why couldn't we have done that to start with? You know, well, because you just in your mind, we always, and I think that's, you know, trust your gut. You know, we, we talk about that a lot, like go with your gut, go with your first instinct, always, you know, come back to what you know. But I think it's the thrill of if I don't go look, I don't know what I'm missing. And so, yes, you'll go into that first store because it's your favorite and it has all the things that you love and you know what you're looking for and yes you're going to find it but it's uh what do they call it uh fomo fear of missing out yes <laughs> yes so that's why we go well and you know you never know could be a, a, a better bargain could be a better deal um if most women are like me we're always looking for a better deal we always want to make sure that we're paying the best possible price um especially if it's something you're going to invest in like a bag or shoes or you know a Every girl has to have a black dress in her wardrobe. And so you want to make sure that you're making that first investment. But yeah, about store six at this juncture in my life, in my age category, I'm done. But I can remember hours and hours and hours uh, of shopping. If you only hit six stores, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to put you in the (laughs) featherweight category. I've I've got two daughters that can hit 14 or 15 before they make a decision that it's store number two is the one they should have bought. Uh, but anyway, we should have gone back. Yeah, got to go back. I got to ask you though, now, and I'm just picking on you a little bit as a female. So you're representing the entire female section of the Uh-oh. world here. Here it goes. No pressure. Why don't you buy a wallet, like a wristlet? I believe my daughter calls it a wristlet. Is that such a thing? Wristlet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Why don't you buy a wristlet that matches your spouse? Or significant other's shoes because I always end up having to carry it while she shops. <laughs> what? That's intentional. Yeah. Okay. Well. No, okay. that's that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. That's it's so funny. It's so true. Most of the time, you know, when you buy a wristlet, and we we think we always think I'm just going to get this small. I don't need to. Carry big bag i don't need a big purse and then you cram as much stuff as you can into it and then at some point during the trip or the date or the night out or whatever you're always like here can you hold this and, and it never always, zips you can't zip it because you, you ladies put so yeah. much stuff in this little thing now let me ask you this it's have true. you ever witnessed the shame it's called the bench of shame in the mall that's the benches they sit in the middle between the two stores on either side yep. Where the spouses or significant others are in there enjoying themselves and we men are out here holding the purses Uh, of our spouses and we're just sitting there trying not to make any eye contact we then look at one of our fellow homo sapiens uh, and we go you too yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, it's an unspoken language it really is and i gotta be honest with you it's a very uncomfortable feeling for a man's masculinity to be caught with one of these little wristlets which looks very feminine anyway to start with (laughs) and you know why couldn't we 
maybe get you ladies uh, a billfold, you know, like we carry. Yeah, those are just, well, those are, I don't know. <laughs> the, the pockets and like trying yeah. to get it to fit and the foldy thing. And I don't know how like, you get the lipstick in that no, little change jam. holder. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah no, 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 no. Okay, no. now have you ever, and I'm just asking this, have you ever sent your husband to the store without you? To buy certain anything item that would embarrass said man. Not going into detail here, but have no. you ever done that? You've not. No. Okay. No. Because, I mean, well, no, no. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> well, the reason I'm asking course, is because I've sent I, Justin for things like. Yeah. Well, it's arts and crafts are probably the worst well, thing i've sent him to buy just because he doesn't he's he's like why am i buying glitter and poster board and okay, glue that's, sticks? that's where i'm headed you were going the wrong direction you thought i was trying to do something else of a personal nature that no. my wife sent me down to get things for our daughter when she was younger gabrielle had a little party and i'm supposed to go down into the arts and crafts area and i'm supposed yeah. to buy ribbon <laughs> and i'm supposed to buy glitter and and I said, hey, seriously, babe, I, no. I mean, I don't even know what to look for. I, my days are gone. That was vacation <laughs> Bible school when I was like four. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Today's episode of Live a Life by Design is brought to you by the Life Plan Builder, a new online financial planning platform for young professionals who wish to create and gain control of their finances in a simple yet powerful manner. Go to www.compasscapitalmgt.com or call 918 918- 423-3222 for more details on this new platform. You will be glad you did. Now, back to the show. Registered Principal Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Jimmy J. Williams is an investment advisor representative of Compass Capital Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Compass Capital Management LLC are not affiliated. 321 South 3rd Street, Suite 4, McAllister, Oklahoma, 74501. Anyway, she said, you got to go, honey. I've got these girls here, and you don't need to stay here with these girls because now they're getting ready to do baking. And I said, yep, I'm out of here. So she gives me this list, and I'm literally down to the local, what we call the mall. Actually, it's a Walmart in our little community. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, the lady looking at me kind of gave me this look like, you know, you're 6'2", you weigh about 230. Why are you over here doing arts and crafts kind of thing? You know, it kind of embarrassed me a little bit. And uh, <laughs> so it got worse at the checkout counter because then the little girl there was like, you know, my daughter's age. Uh, maybe she might have been 20 at the time. Uh, the, the older daughter's age. And, and so I'm sitting there going, Hmm, I can explain. Uh, yeah, I, the men and I, I are getting ready to do some arts and crafts. Right. They, they look at you kind of like, <laughs> then they glance down at your products. You got down there. Right. It's kind of like, it's judgment. Is it not judgment? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little judgy for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, and so that's why I never allow myself after that one lesson learned one trip, one lesson, I got it. I just tell my wife, you know, either you prep for the party or the kids are going to do with that. Cause I'm not going back to be the judgmented guy at the store with all the glitter and all this stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. And well, and I'm, I'm a little bit guilty of that because I, I, I have sent Justin for specific things like colored paper. Yeah. Oh, not that go. we have a lot to choose from, but you know, multicolored paper and he comes home and it's like, no, but these are pastels. I wanted bold. And he's yeah. like, you didn't say that. You just said yeah. colored paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing. I don't think women explain to men. Now, one thing I will tell you, we men take directions very well, but it has to be specific, targeted, directional words. Right. 
So that my wife, true. when my wife says, and here we go, I'm just going to lay this out there for you. When my wife says, oh, honey, you need to pick up uh, some toilet tissue on your way home. Oh, sure. No problem. Well, when I go get it, when I get home, I have these three girls looking at what I had just brought home and staring at me with flames coming out of their eyes going, do you realize <laughs> what you bought? And I said, yes, I bought toilet tissue, which was what your mother asked. Mm -hmm. No, dad, you didn't buy XYZ triple ply softer than cotton, whatever right. you bought, John Wayne toilet tissue, <laughs> uh, you know, John Wayne. Yeah. but I said, it's 50 rolls for a buck. What more could we ask for? I mean, this is great stuff. Right. <laughs> that is, that is a total man yeah. mentality right there. And I bought yes. soap one time. Yeah, now listen to this. I bought soap. Buck. Yeah, I bought soap. You grow a palm olive. It's good for the skin. 90% oil, whatever. Yeah. So I go and buy the soap one time, and that was it for that soap thing. I bought, um, oh, what was it? It's that green stripe kind in it that has, you know, it's it's good enough for a woman, but made for a man kind of soap. <laughs> Irish Spring. Ooh. Irish Spring. So I bought the Irish Spring oh, home. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you why I bought it, though. Uh, Lori, this is funny. It was a four-pack on sale. <laughs> I thought, we only have three bathrooms. I get an extra one, right? And so three there showers. And so I brought it home, and I get that painful look of you screwed it up again, Jimbo, from each of the three ladies in my world going, you expect us to bathe with that? And I said, of course I do. Soap is soap. Oh, no. Then I got sat on the couch. I got the dissertation. And also I had to sit and listen to it and write a, a two-page paper why women can't use that soap. But anyway, <laughs> wasn't but that bad. you learned. You, the, oh, the I did. That, that story is, is that you absolutely will never, ever, ever buy that again for your girl. I did. Now, for I did. you, totally acceptable. Now, you know, I got to tell you another thing. Women are much more classy when it comes to medical procedures than we men. I'm just going to give it up to you ladies. You guys have a, a keen presence of knowing when you're going to expose yourself to people that are in the medical profession. And men just don't really keep that close of an eye on things. And I think on the podcast, if you recall, I had to go in for a little procedure you get at age 50 if you're a man in this country. And I uh, was bending over to put my civilian clothes in a, a nice garment bag to take home and or use for later or whatever. But uh, they, this lady opens this curtain up and it's a young 25 year old looking RN and she's just a beautiful young lady. And, and my wife screams, Jimmy. And I uh, <laughs> sense that I showed more of myself than I cared to for this young lady. <laughs> Uh, why is it you ladies have the presence of mind to know, you know, not to do things like that? Why is it? I don't know. You know, I think it's a, it's probably, again, it's another one of those innate things that just, we are, in, I don't know, maybe we're, I don't know. What is that commercial? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, that's probably some of it too, but I will tell you, I, I am the, ugh, it's, I don't handle um, anesthetic very well or being put to sleep for any type of thing. I will never forget having my wisdom teeth taken out. And this was early on in our marriage. And I, you know, at 23, 24, I had not had very many medical procedures at that time. And Justin vividly remembers telling the story that he tried to help me come up the steps on our porch. And I turned around and jerked my arm away from him and said, don't touch me. And then he said he was trying to help me get into the house to get into bed to go back to sleep to sleep it off and i she, he said you looked at me and you said i don't need a man don't touch me <laughs> he said the next thing i know you were passed smooth out he said you woke up a better like more happy person he said no that i don't want to be around when you have to go out like that because he said you're mean so folks <laughs> I, I don't, don't know nothing. 
you can see Lori's photo on the website. She's an angelic young lady until she's <laughs> under some kind of drug that she becomes mean girl or something. <laughs> You don't need yeah, a man. Give I mean, me a I break. Think... I'll tell you, that's mean, yeah, Lori. Yeah, well, <laughs> evidently, it was mean, very mean. Goodness, uh, I know. But, I, you know, I think innately women are, we're, we're caregivers by nature. And so I think, I think so that that's too. probably, you know, we we work so hard, whether we try to or not, almost to a fault, that, you know, we're asking the medical professionals, no, are you okay? Do you need anything? Is everything yeah. going to be okay? I mean, you know, we're just, even if it's for our ourselves I you know we're, you. we're just worried about making sure that everybody else is okay these women today are just so tough all over the world every woman i know i just have great respect for them when it comes to childbearing they're in the hospital the kid's on its way out and they're worried about the nurse and the doctor hey you're sweating a little doc you okay you need a drink something <laughs> going on? i mean come on Lori. i mean you're in the middle of something giving life to some being here and you're worried about everybody else right yeah, yeah. Tough, tough birds, I'll tell you. Naturally, so, uh, you're just worried. I, I got to tell you, what is it too about this? So you guys are just, you know, innate with toughness, in my opinion, in certain things. But then at other times, you can be as delicate as a new flower. And what I'm talking about is if it comes to one of our daughters, my wife is the uh, mama bear kind of speak, tough woman. She'll take care of them, get them. If there's blood mm -hmm. all over the place, she gets it and takes care of it. If my wife's got an issue stubs a toe blood comes out nope not having it not can't do it can't do it. <laughs> and i'm having to bandage it up take care of her uh, to case in point last week we were in uh, uh we were in some vacation in a, a very nice resort area and she fell down late at night and had an incident and this incident was not good at all oh. she busted her face busted her lip um oh. broke her wrist knees are all busted up ribs are sore anyway had to be oh. taken to the emergency room She's going to have surgery here in a few days. But anyway, my point I'm making is she doesn't do well with that. But if it's one of our mm. children, she's like mm -hmm. superwoman. It's it's incredible. Yeah. It doesn't bother her. Uh, my question yeah. to you is, though, is I was then questioned as to why I wasn't all stressed out by one of my daughters. My older daughter said, Dad, I just don't understand why you're not all stressed out. Look at mom. Is she going to be OK? And I said, look. I don't get upset until I know the facts. And so I said, as a man, generally what I do is I go, okay, everybody's got to be calm till I can get her taken care of, stabilized. And then we look at it and go, mm -hmm. Whew, okay, what's the next step here and how bad is this? And, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, that's just kind of how men are wired versus some of the women, oh, not and, all and of them. Let, you know? ugh, let me tell you that, you know, there's a reason why relationships work. And and that's probably a huge reason why your relationship works, because that is exactly how you need to be in that moment. Um, and that's how you should respond. I, I can vividly remember when we, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I can vividly remember when our son was young. He was probably less than two. Um, we were home in the house and it was about the age where he was you know, young enough to talk, but not full on sentences or in communication, right. but just enough. And Justin had been outside working the yard. I'd been in the house and I couldn't find him. And so at that point, Justin had moved from yard work up into the attic in our garage. And I went out in a, in a full blown panic. And I said, have you seen Noah? And he said, what, are you kidding me? I'm in the attic. No. And I, 
he said, what's going on? I said, well, I've lost him. And he said, what? You what? And I thought, okay, this is not good. So he comes down and he's, you know, he's got himself collected and he looks at me and he says, okay, did you go here? I'm like, yes. Did you go in the backyard? Yes. Did you call for him? Yes. Did you go outside? Yes. And I, I am running around like a crazy person yelling his name, screaming like, oh my gosh, okay, we need to call the police. And my husband the entire time is just being so calm and so cool and collected. And he is just talking to me in the calmest voice. And I am just hysterical. And finally, he goes to the house and he opens the door and Noah is sitting in the closet playing with his iPad quietly, just all by himself. And he had probably been there the whole time. And I probably had seen him at some point, but I was so hysterical that I just didn't see him. And I just remember him grabbing me by the shoulders and turning me about face and saying, woman, you have got to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in that moment, and again, early on in our parenting years, he's he's a teenager now, but looking at that going, I married the right guy. Like he is who I need him to be when I am out of sorts and I am not capable of making, you know, these life altering decisions about, I think I've just lost my child. So um, he probably also questioned my parenting abilities at that point, thinking what in the world, I'll never leave her home alone with the kid ever again. But again, for Dina, it's that whole, at whatever point she needed to be vulnerable, you had it together. You were the rock. You were the one assessing the situation and making the calls that needed to be made. And then, you know, what I find, and I, I my husband is probably one of the strongest people I know, Jimmy, you are as well. You have those quiet moments where you let yourself have that moment, but you never let anyone see it. He's such that calm, cool, and collected person. Yeah, that that's just always been the way I handled it. Just because I had to, I had to say, okay, somebody's got to stay in charge of their faculties here to make sure that we get this under control and make sure we know where everyone is. Right? Uh, you know, our children are so so hard right. to replace, if you will. Well, you can't replace them. Let me say it: they're irreplaceable. But I'm just saying they're so connected to our hearts. Boy, if right. something goes wrong, it just kills my wife. You know, if they get hurt in any way. And I'm just like, okay, well, let me scoop her up in the scooter's merch room. I'm sure it's going to be all right. And I get there. Well, after about, you know, we've got her home and she's dated or whatever. And you look at it and you go to your privacy room and you take your journal oh. out and you go, hey, man, I've got to get this off my head. It is driving me nuts. But let me ask you one last yeah. question as we close this out. You've done very good so far answering this. I have a greater understanding of okay. women now, but oh. I've only been married 36 years this September. So I'm trying to get this down. I'll eventually get it down. Um, my next question is a toughie. And, and here Eventually it is. Eventually you'll get what, it down. I hope so. What is it about oh, money hey. that women think so differently than men? My wife will give her last dime to our children if there's a, quote, need. They say they need, even though they don't have a need, they have a want. What is it about you ladies that will give the literal shirt off your back to your kiddos? Um and the men, you can try to see us, and I'll say something like, hey, listen, you got enough money on your debit card. You make it last year. If you run out on Thursday, I'm sorry. You're going to be out until next Saturday, right? That's just how it works. Why is it you ladies kind of, I don't know, go that route of just full, all-out sacrifice? You know, I don't know that I don't know that that's a man or a woman thing. I think that's a, a human nature thing, honestly. I think that there are different things that people would stop everything to, you know, it just depends on what it is that, that 
triggers your mind or your heart or your soul to believe that this is the moment where I just need to throw all caution to the wind and be 150% in or give 150% of myself or my time or my money or my energy or my effort. You know, so I think that's a human nature thing. I think men do it. Uh, they do it differently than women do it. Women do it. We, you know, for, for whatever reason, it could be something to do with their kids. It could be something to do with their best friend. It could be a family member. It could be a community member. It could be an organization. It could be, you know, a, a workplace environment. You know, I, I really think that that's, it's a human nature issue. It's a situational issue. And, you know, what triggers someone to be that selfless is going to be different than the next person. But I think that's what makes it so cool to live in the world that we live in is that everybody's different and everybody has different scenarios and everybody has different passions and interests and things that they're willing to just drop everything. And then there are, there are also things that people are very hardline about. Like, nope, I will not spend over my debit card limit or no, I will not eat that extra donut. I do not have that kind of, um, um, well, I don't know what the word is. I don't have that kind of willpower. Like I am the very much of the giving type. Like I, you know, we've talked a lot about Lori has to learn how to say no. I'm better about it. But if it's something that I'm truly interested in, like I'm going to go 110% in, like if it's something I'm truly passionate about and, you know, our kids and our family should always be that way to us to a certain extent, depending on what it is that they're asking for. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that that's a man or a woman thing. I think that's an everybody thing, a, a human nature element to all of that. That could be just a parental thing. How about that? Is that yeah. What... <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely think, listen, I knew that I could, my dad was the softy. My mom was the hardliner. Like, no, Oh. no, not wow. happening. And so it, it's, um, it's it's interesting. I think it's a dynamic. I, I, it's funny because when you only have one child, you get into this scenario when they get a little bit older. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Me or your dad? Your mom or your dad? And Noah has always, always said, well, after he started learning about world history, he decided he would tell us that he was Switzerland. He was neutral. Oh, there you go. Good. Good boy. Smart man. <laughs> I will tell He's you, he neutral. is sm smarter beyond his age. I can assure you that. Yes. <laughs> well, Lori, you have opened my eyes today. I do have a greater understanding. I, of course, understand my wife, but now all women are a little unique to each other, I think. And uh, the shopping oh, yeah. thing, I think you did, was very similar to what my, my wife and daughters do. But I will say this to you. Should I ever need to get a hold of you and need you to drive me anywhere, I'll probably ask, do you have the pocket zipped on the shorts before you come <laughs> over here? So I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, mercy. <laughs> no kidding. Folks, yeah, I'm no, not going to. I'm not diving in the toilet. Uber driver. Yeah, I will I'm, never make it as a chauffeur. I'm not diving in the toilet, Lori, to get your so key fob. Dry it out. About so. your friends. I mean, this, yeah, this is how it is. Like, I'd uh, give. Don't trust me I'm with going the keys. on record. I would give Lori a kidney, but I'm not going to stick my hand in the toilet to go get the key fob. I draw the line there. Okay. <laughs> Lori, close us out. Well, this week, if you've learned anything, there's a difference between men and women, but. For the most part, we're the same. We're the same people walking the planet trying to make every day count in this life. Life is short. Laugh, have fun, embrace the differences, and be willing to have those fun conversations with the opposite sex. So if you've not learned anything, you've learned how to laugh this morning, and we appreciate everyone listening. And go out and have a great week. Who knows what we'll come up with on the next episode, but we hope you'll tune in to listen here on Live Alive by, by Design. design. Hey, Lori, I got a great one. If you talk about okay. laughter between uh, male and female, you should have been on our honeymoon. Anyway, I'll leave it with that. <laughs>
my bathing suit, let's just say leopard skin thong speedos were in style in 1987. Oh so. my word, what a thought, what a visual. <laughs> Folks, you got to tune in next week. You don't know where this podcast is going. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to Live a Life by Design. Go out and make the world a better place one person at a time. We'll see you next week. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Thank you.